As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldred Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Good afternoon, good evening, good night, and good morning. As Jim Carrey says, good morning, afternoon, evening. Or he's like, uh, good morning, evening. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and in case I don't see you, good night. All right, then. Take care now. Bye-bye then. You know, something like that. I don't Alrighty then. That's my uh, Ace Ventura, Jim Carrey impression for you guys. Um, how we doing? We horny? I'm always horny. That's how I open my shows now. I ask the audience if they're horny. Um, because who's not horny? If you're not horny, you're sleepy. You're getting old. And I'm getting older because I'm getting sleepier as I get older. Um, so now my, my catchphrase is changing. Hey, dog, you sleepy? Um, I, I throw a you sleepy into the equation like one out of five times. And I feel like the older I get, that fraction will be increasing to become closer and closer to a value of one for all you math whizzes, one over one or 5 over 5 in that particular case. Um, hope you're doing well. Uh, it's not been too long since my last episode. Kind of moving along with this. Uh, you know, steaming right through, right? Just kind of, you know, Cleveland steaming right through. Uh, choking out a Cleveland steamer is not what I'm doing. Um, but you might be. If you're choking out a Cleveland steamer right now, I like that. I like that I can create eargasms in your eardrums while you're dropping deuces. That's my goal, really. In life, like, if I could summarize my dreams and desires for the future or for the past or for the present, I just want to make you giggle while you're pooping. Uh, I'd like to make you giggle so hard that you do poop. Or, if you're already pooping, I'd like to add to your bathroom experience by making you giggle. Uh, And it might make you poop. You know, whenever you're taking a dump and you don't know if you're done yet, I'd like to let you know that you're not done yet. By creating a little bit of a, you know, just like a, oh, that was funny, and then you shit. Um, And you're like, ah, that was good. I I wasn't done. I didn't realize it, but I think I'm done now. And then I say another funny thing, and you shit again. Um, That is thy life goal. If I can accomplish that, and I mean that as as a singular you and as a plural or collective you. How do you feel about that? How do you feel that I am talking to you right now as a singular human being, a unique soul, the one that you have? And all of you at the same time. Does that make you horny? Because it makes me horny. It makes me very horny that I can talk to you on a personal level. And when I do that, I'm talking to you, the entire world. And again, my, my 
I just got slightly aroused by that. Um, and neither you or you, neither you or yous, are able to respond back to me in the moment. But I have a feeling at some point in the future I'll be listening to this podcast with you and or yous. And by yous, it could be any more than one of you. And there's an infinite number that it can, of guests that that could apply to and still be true. It's anywhere between two people and infinity when I say yous or collective you. Is this... Is this podcast deep for you? Is this too deep that we're getting too intellectual where we're talking about making you drop trial and choke out Cleveland steamers when you listen to my humor? Oh, I can smell my feet right now. It sucks, you know, because I was walking around today. I did comedy and my feet stink now. I, I, I golfed in my golf simulator and, and it caused my feet to sweat. And I did comedy, and my feet were inside my shoes, not having a chance to breathe until now, and I can smell my feet. Have you ever been turned off by the smell of your feet? Have you ever wanted to? I don't want to get too dirty in this podcast, but have you ever had the desire to masturbate? And when you removed your shoes, either before, during, or after, probably just before or during that masturbation session, that the fragrance of your feet actually turned you off you lost your boner and you decided not to because that has happened to me uh, several years ago because I don't get naked anymore when I masturbate I just do it with all my clothes on uh, it's probably too dirty I'm going to have to cut this out but I don't want to because it's fun why do I have to hold myself back okay cool sounds good um, what do you guys want to discuss today uh, I was in Chicago recently I went to the Home Alone house uh, that was awesome, right? I went to Chicago for work, and uh, while while there, I had a couple hours free, and I drove completely out of the way to visit the place where Kevin McAllister set up traps for the Wet Bandits. Um, you got to give it up for the Wet Bandits, man. You know what I mean? Hashtag Wet Bandits. Marv. When I... So, The Home Alone House, right? Yeah. I grew up loving that movie. Um, I will be honest. I was disappointed that I... I was disappointed that The Home Alone House was boarded off and I couldn't walk around to the backside of the house and stick my face in the doggy door like Marv and potentially get shot in the face with a BB gun. I am so disappointed that I didn't have that opportunity. Uh, they boarded it off. They board off the entire thing. You know, no, nobody lives there, apparently. All the lights were off. Well, I, I've, maybe, you know, maybe Kevin McAllister's there home alone and he's afraid to turn the lights on. I don't know. Either way, it looks like it's um, vacant and uh, it's the only house on that street that has, like, tall, like 20 foot, I don't know if that's the right height, but really tall it seemed, chain link fences with like black felt around the fence which makes it more difficult to see, you have to like pull back some felt and there's like cameras on it 24 hours a day, this house is famous guys alright the current state of this house is about the same as Macaulay Culkin's current state of his career and life 
you know, it was such an awesome movie that both of them kind of are in dilapidated states. Um, I don't mean to hate on Macaulay Culkin. In fact, I really hope the best for him. I'd love to meet Macaulay Culkin. Um, I would be friends with him, and I hope he's happy. Um, and frankly, I hope that he is living in that house. Um, I know it sounds crazy. Guys, how crazy would it be if Macaulay Culkin did buy that house? It's a pretty expensive house. I think it it used to be worth like $3 million and it dropped in value because nobody wants that house anymore because there's always people coming and taking pictures of the house. So, like... I think there's only been three owners. I talked to a police officer in that town. I was just curious because I went to a Starbucks afterwards and I got the scoop from him. He said there's not much crime, there's not much break-ins or whatever that takes place there, but um, people just don't want the house. I think it sold for $1.5 million uh, to the third and most recent owners that are doing renovations on it right now. They're going to keep the front of the house or the facade the same according to the sign just due to all the, the fame that it has. Um, but uh, they are adding some additions. So, yeah. Um, how cool would it be to just have some beers with McCullough Culkin in that house? Would that be... You know what? I'm not, I'm not gay, but if McCully Culkin wanted to hook up with me in the Home Alone house, <laughs> I would think twice. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. But I would be captivated by the request. I would be flattered. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Macaulay Culkin could hook up with anybody that he wants in that house. And if he wanted to hook up with me there, I would be flattered. I wouldn't do it, but I would be like, I would feel special. You know what I mean? I would feel special even if he did that to like 1,400 other people. Uh, nah, I don't think I would. I think I'd be kind of, I think it might ruin it for me. You know, you know, because you get this. I have this asexual fantasy with Macaulay Culkin. You know, where we're we're bros. You know, uh, it's like I, I appreciate him for the person that he was in that. Um, you know, the 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 movies that he did, and if he just wanted to hook up, I think I'd feel really dejected. You know, which is probably how tons of girls feel when they meet John Mayer. And, uh, you know, I can't claim to be a perfectionist. I uh, have tried to utilize the little bit of uh, stardom or, or awe that I sometimes create in girls' eyes while I'm performing uh, to my sexual advantage. Uh, however, comma, I, do, I don't do it all the time, and hopefully the, those girls that I have made proposals to, uh, one, didn't feel dejected or disappointed by me. Maybe they just, maybe it was platonic and they were just attracted to the humor that I was able to create for the audience and for them uh, on a small scale there for the show or shows or whatever. Uh, and maybe they just saw it for what it was and maybe, uh, maybe the girls just really liked it, you know? I mean... Uh, I recently hooked up with a girl who told me beforehand that she could not have sex or she could not have an orgasm via sex and I proved her wrong. She's like 29 years old. Never had an orgasm during intercourse and I proved her wrong. She actually got mad at me 
when I did it because it blew her mind. And now she's like, now what am I supposed to do? And now I, now, if I can't have that anymore, then I feel like I'm missing out, you know? So she wrote a, she's actually a, uh, she wrote something about me called Dick Sand, uh, which is like quicksand. Um, anyway, um, that's how I want girls to view our sexual escapades. Is, is I want them to think of me and my sh- my splunk. Sh- I don't know what that what is. That even I don't think that's the right word. Um, I want the girls to think of me as the Dick Sand master. <laughs> Uh, rather than feeling dejected. Um, anywho, I met Judd Apatow um, recently, and uh, they were filming for a, a show that he produces. It's called uh, Crashers. I think I've talked about it before. It's the HBO show. It's where it's actually about like uh, uh, I think the main character is kind of living a life in some ways it's similar to me he's a comedian he performs on you know in the Greenwich Village area on McDougal Street where where the comedy cellar is and the Greenwich Village Comedy Club and he's a barker which are you know those those are the people that stand out and try to get people to come into the shows which I do from time to time you know trying to uh, accumulate an audience so it's uh it's kind of funny how it's close to home anyway I really uh uh, I, I saw, so I was trying to like sneak my way into being a, a background extra for that, which is really not how it works. I mean, I've been an extra a couple times, and you know they set that stuff up beforehand, and you actually, you know, you're supposed to get paid if you're if you're an extra. Uh, nevertheless, though, I did uh, kind of hang around the set. I was like a creeper for the entertainment business rather than creeping on chicks, right? So I was just kind of like this. As I described in the past on an episode, a loose electron, an uninvited electron that was just kind of hanging around, um, hoping that fate would do something and interlude uh, and and bring me onto that TV show, Um, but really that wasn't going to happen. However, while I was hanging around like a bad smell, I did see Judd Apatow uh, walk up to the producer's tent, which was right... Or not the producer's tent, but some of the the, the tents that were set up, the production tents. And he was talking to uh, some guys, and I saw him, and I was like, oh, crap, that's Judd Apatow. And um, I didn't want to interrupt him, so I waited until he was done, and then I chased him down, like I chased down that chick at Tyler Schaefering's wedding... Uh, and I said, Judd, uh, hey, sorry to bug you. And I started, you know, I was walking with him for a second. And I said, you know, I'm sorry to bug you. And he said, fuck off. No, uh, that's not what he did. He was actually really respectful and nice. Um, I said, I, I apologize. You know, uh, I know I'm a complete stranger, but I may never get the chance to meet you. I'm a comedian. Um, been doing it for a while. Um. Anyway, how's how's your how's the filming of the show going? And he said, "Oh, it's going good. Thanks. I'm actually going to do comedy right now at the Comedy Cellar." 
and uh, I was like, oh, that's awesome. I actually knew that you do comedy. Uh, I remember seeing you last year. Uh, I went to go see Amy Schumer at the Beacon Theater, and a bunch of people opened up for her, including Judd Apatow, and that was the first time I ever even heard of Judd Apatow doing stand-up or being interested in, in doing it at all. So it looks like that's something that Judd is... Um, has been having fun with and you know obviously getting great opportunities to do stand-up you can do whatever the heck he wants um, so uh, in the world of entertainment um, so anyway uh, you know I you know I told him I'm a big Adam Sandler fan he asked where I perform uh, he asked me what my name is I gave him my name and I slipped in a business card um, because uh, yellow Right, YOLO. YOLO is presumptuous, right? But regardless, uh, I did give him that business card and uh, we wished each other good luck with the things we we're working on, etc. Um, and he was cool. Um, so that's my Jed Apatow story. He has my business card, he has my name and my face in his brain now and his mind. I'm a part of Judd Apatow's history. Uh, and I feel like if someone, would, if I, if he saw a picture of me right now, he would, and they said, is this, did this guy come up to you and introduce himself? I think he'd say yes. Uh, so that's a good, that's a, that's something, right? At the end of the day, if you're making moves, eventually something sticks. I don't, I don't expect Judd Apatow to call me. I would love that, but I'm not... I think the chances of that happening are low. Why? Because most of the time when I give chicks my business card on a brief interaction like that, they rarely hit me up. Um, however, some of them do hit me up. Not to compare him to a chick, but it's a similar thing, right? It's how much time did you spend with that person before giving them the card and do they have a reason to really contact you? I don't think Judd Apatow, I mean, the number of people that he interacts with, I imagine, is a great number. And the number of options at his disposal for any type of use in uh, his projects, I feel like, uh, is, is a great number. Uh, it would be, if he reached out to me, it was because, one, somehow I stood out to him. And he was just curious to see, you know, he took my business card and maybe looked me up online and came across my website and was like, wow, this is this dude's different, whatever, decent-looking guy, and I'm attracted to him. I don't know. No. Um, I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't, I think realistically speaking, I don't expect anything to come of it. 1% chance, maybe even, maybe even half a percent that, that I'll ever, that I'll hear from him later on down the line. But you know what? At the end of life, at the end of the day and at the end of the life, I won't have regrets because I knew I took advantage of that moment. And that's the takeaway to me is to always be living life and just knocking stuff off the tee every chance you get. Because eventually one of those, if you take a good swing, swing for the fences in life, guys, because you know what? You're sure as hell not going to hit a home run or a grand slam if you don't swing. If you're always waiting for the perfect... This is a baseball analogy, and I don't even play baseball. 
But if you're always waiting for that perfect pitch before you swing and take a full swing, you're never going to hit a home run. You're never going to hit a single, a double. You're never going to you're never going to amount to anything. But jack shit. No. Um it's my Chris Farley. But seriously, I truly believe in life that one of the biggest in indicators or influencers that help you reach goals and be successful is just trying. Uh, everybody it's I think it's human nature to make up excuses in your head and to psych yourself out on whatever it is that's outside of the status quo and as a result of that it's human nature to never even try with whatever it is that you might want to do so this is the inspirational part of my podcast today just fucking try have you ever seen that um and if you want to take it a step further then fuck trying and just do it seriously have you ever seen that Shia LaBeouf uh, video where he like is looking at the camera in different angles and he's getting all pumped up and he's just like, do it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> as ridiculous as one might think that video is, I completely get it. I completely get it. You're not going to be successful the most of the time that you try and I think once you accept that and are okay with that that's when you can start to fly that's when you can start to build and mold and work toward achieving real goals not bullshit goals but actually going for what the hell you want to get in life if you realize that it's human to fail and you're not a bad person and it's okay not to be a perfectionist and you just start trying and you let the chips fall where they will and continue to try and build upon that you will if you make it your sole focus to metaphorically hit home runs and hit grand slams you eventually will if you don't hit a couple right away um it's physics uh it's just the truth honestly swing you can't hit a home run unless you don't swing like you're trying to hit a fucking home run i mean it sounds silly and i'm not doing comedy but it it is so true and that is that is um, some of the best advice I could ever give to anybody. If you want to be conservative and take minimal risk, those will be the results that you get. Uh, you're going to get conservative results with very little gain or loss. Big risk, 
big reward, big loss. If you can deal with the big loss, then you deserve to have the right to be able to reap the big gain. So have a nutsack and step up to the fucking plate in life. That's that's my uh, that's what should be on my tombstone someday. Have a nutsack and step up to the fucking plate in life. Even if you're a woman, have a nutsack. Uh, Alright, so that's the Judd Apatow story. That's the Macaulay Culkin hookup analogy. Um, is anybody horny? Because I am. I went to the Bumble Hive on 4th of July. I don't know if I told you guys. I think I talked about the 4th of July and how I lost my keys. Very exciting. I lost my Superman keychain, which was like my favorite keychain, and my OM symbol, the OM, which is the. It is a form of articulating God in the Buddhist religion, OM, right? Um, which through meditation and eliminating thoughts, you become one with God, and through that, you find that you are part of God. Isn't that something? Oh my gosh, it's so mind-blowing. We're really getting deep today and talking about philosophy and stuff, and it's making me so horny, you know? Um, Alright, Bumble Hive talked about it. Is there anything else I wanted to talk about? St. Jude sent me some pads recently with elephants on them. Cartoon elephants, a baby elephant and a mama elephant. I appreciate that St. Jude. Shout out to St. Jude. It's the only handle I follow on Twitter because I'm an asshole. (laughs) I'm an asshole by not following other people back on Twitter but it cancels out that I follow St. Jude. Right, so it's like this perplexing mind frick, uh, where I have I have some followers, and if I don't follow you back, don't take it personal. I figure the reason I don't follow anyone except for Saint Jude is you can't follow like five people or a hundred people. You either follow none or like pretty much everybody, because then if you're following like half the people, then they're like, well, why am I not good enough? But if you don't follow anyone, it's kind of like that business that never lowers its price for anyone under any circumstance. I never have sales, a.k.a. follow anybody on Twitter. All right. I do have a private Twitter account that I can follow you on, but I'm trying to keep my my Twitter ratio in check. It's all about the ratio, baby. It's about the ratio when you're at a club for girls to guy ratio. It's all about your Twitter ratio followers to follow ease uh, following I don't know <clears throat> this is fun because I don't care right now I'm not really talking about anything it's a little bit dirtier I'm a little bit embarrassed about that and I apologize but I do hope that I have induced some type of release of fecal matter on your behalf oh my back is taut it's taut you know it's golfing and stuff my feet stink. Um, I'm cracking my neck. Been doing comedy, been being funny. 
doing comedy, talking about funny things, and doing sketches. Uh, what else did I do? I'm gonna crumple up some paper and play with my penis. Um, I feel good. Doodly doodly. Uh, I got my monocular here. Sometimes I look at my. Uh, uh, sometimes I, you know, the monoculars are like binocular, except it's one. You can see things from far distances. So every once in a while, I'll just get out my monocular and just see what the tip of my penis looks like uh, that day. You know, it's good to sure that it's in check and everything's looking good, you know. When it's that far away, you can't see each other every day. It's like a relative, you know, that doesn't live in the same city. Um, man, I like you. I, I can hear you laughing, you know. Isn't that cool? I can hear you laughing right now, and and I like that. I appreciate that. And, and I'm not talking to all of you, right? And I'm not... I'm talking to you, singular, but I'm not talking to all of you. Does that mess with your head? Not right now, I'm doing a psychological mind warp on you. I'm doing a uh, psychological blah. I don't know. But what I mean by that is someone out there who's listening to this laughed at my joke about the telescope on my penis. And... I know all of you didn't laugh, but for for the ones of you <laughs> that did laugh, I'm talking to you, and I appreciate your laughter. Oh, man, I'm tired, but I'm having fun, you know? Uh, what do you think of this podcast? Does it make you horny? I think I'm about done, I guess. Um. My throat's getting itchy. I wonder if I'm getting a sore throat. What do you think? What's your analysis of my sore throat? Do you think I might have fun? Uh, I'm gonna maybe take some, uh, you know, some uh, vitamin C. Uh, what do they call that stuff? What do they call that stuff that's in a packet and you just mix it with water and it's like vitamin C or something? Yes. Maybe you want to help me? You got a fidget spinner? Guys, love, two things will stand the test of time. Love and fidget spinners. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny?